0: Do you remember the Akewood comic about the Volvo of despair no it's the it's a uh, roast beef buys the Volvo of despair which is the Volvo that Trent Reznor owned in high school <laughs> uh, we're getting off topic but I mean it's about goth so it's kind of not Chris Onstead come on the show I feel like you would inherently get what we're talking about <laughs> the great outdoor fight counts as part of the wrestling universe in my opinion <laughs> Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explain wrestling to new fan, my friend Rachel Millman! Hi. Hello, how are you?
1: I feel like that was like our most like Muppety entrance. There's a lot of like shaking around. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about our episode today. I'm excited about our episode. I'm excited about the stuff that we are working
0: on within the show. I'm especially excited today uh, because today is the launch of our Patreon page. We did it. Ah, it It took us
1: six months? (laughs) something
0: like that. Something like that. No, well, yeah, about six months. Um, Um. I'm pumped. I, I think it's gonna be great. We did a sort of preview Discord a few weeks ago, which was super fun, which was great. And so I'm really excited about uh, getting a Discord community started. Um, Patreon's gonna enable us to do a lot more bonus content. Yep. Um, and it's going to enable us, hopefully, uh, to pay some of our guests for their time, which I think is very important, and I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, Especially because like all of our discussions of like these guys are worth the
1: time and money, and like we want to, you know literally put our money where our mouth is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, You know, and we love doing the show. We've had such a great time doing it and we've been so um, amazed and overjoyed by the response. Yeah. Um, But there's a little bit of a cost to it. We had to buy recording equipment. We have to pay for... um, streaming services tickets to shows stuff like that so this isn't the cheapest hobby i've ever had yeah so uh <laughs> your support means a lot to us um your support in the patreon or even if you just listen that's also fucking great this but uh great. if you're interested in getting access to some of our bonus stuff joining our discord community check that out it's patreon.com slash wrestlesplania yeah
1: and it's also just like using this as an opportunity to continue building a community is really cool because, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn too much because the community is built by community members. But Absolutely. the things that people have said to us about like how we're creating this community has just been like so validating and so wonderful. And we say this every time, but we really do genuinely love our listeners.
0: For real. Some yeah. of the coolest people in oh the my wrestling God. world are... Uh, Amazingly, seem to be fans of ours, and it's awesome. So <laughs> it rocks. Check that out. Uh, talk to each other, hang out, uh, make friends. Make and, friends. Uh, we appreciate your support. We love you. So yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about that. I'm super pumped about our episode today, uh, which is about Tetsuya Naito in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Recently, lost the Intercontinental Belt, Chris Jericho. No. But definitely, like a very fun character. In, oh, uh, and it's this world. I'm,
1: again, I appreciate appreciate the structuring of this show because. With learning about Naito before I learned about Hiromu, I think would have been very backwards. And I think, just like, now that I know about Hiromu, and now that I know about how Naito took him under his wing, everything makes so much more sense for both characters.
0: Yeah, I think it's fun to see the connections between people Mm -hmm. that you sort of start, you have this, like, map, right? And every time we do this show, we illuminate a little piece of the map, Mm -hmm. but... Then you see sort of the roads that connect to the other parts of the map that we've already kind of Mm -hmm. lit up for you. And somebody said this on Twitter the other day, and I thought it was so funny, about how wrestling is basically like an entire extended universe that's been going on for like a hundred years. And it's all kind of one story, if you think about it. And I think this is a perfect example of that, because not only do you have... Uh, Naito taking Hiromu under his wing but we also the first thing I had Rachel watch was the uh, Showbuckle documentary the little mini doc called the Fall and Rise of Tetsuya Naito yeah and one of the people that's very instrumental in that documentary is La Sombra who is Andrade Cien Almas in NXT now so it's like another little piece yeah that... and Andrade was in our first episode exactly yeah well it's also the introduction of
1: like his bringing out of Sonata in that mm-hmm. it sort of reminds you because especially the way I have been dropped into this world and continue to learn about this world, a lot of these people, I because I'm learning about them in this way, I have them accepted as forever mainstays. And it's like, wait, nobody knew who Sonata was in 2015. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now he's out here proudly dry hunt, humping a yoga mat on YouTube. And <laughs> oh we love him. Oh my God,
0: yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen the video on the New Japan website, that all it is is 10 minutes of Sonata silently working out. It is amazing. It is incredible. New Japan knows exactly what they're doing. Let
1: me correct what I said, by the way. It wasn't a yoga mat, it was a foam roller. It was a
0: foam roller. He's just like two minutes in fucking a foam roller. It's crazy. But anyway, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Naito. Um, We might talk about (laughs) foam rollers. We don't know. This is this show. That's true. (laughs) But I think this is such a compelling story. Um, Basically, to give sort of the gist of it, if any of our listeners don't know, Naito, um, in like 2013 to like 2015, was a face in New Japan. Everybody called him the Stardust Genius. Um, And he was sort of a... the the way that it's described in the show buckle documentary is basically that he's like a lesser version of Tanahashi and he kind of can't escape Tanahashi's shadow. And so I just think it's really interesting watching this transformation because that's clearly not who he is now.
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely, he starts off as like the Rodney Dangerfield of (laughs) new Japan. He has no
0: respect. His face gimmick, not going over reminds me a lot of the problem WWE has with Roman Reigns where you have this character who's supposed to be the top star, the, the Shuyaku, the top star of New Japan, and it's just not working. The fans are not getting behind him. Yeah. And Showbuckle goes through a pretty systematic explanation of why the fans aren't behind him. That's pretty interesting. Um, but I think regardless, this story, even bigger than about being about Naito, it's a story of what do you do? When your character just isn't working. Yeah. How do you approach a solution to that problem? And I think the solution that Naito comes up with is very interesting. Basically, the solution is lean into it. Yeah, kind of. But... I, t- I don't think
1: it's a thing that every single wrestler could pull off. It's a bit of a gamble.
0: You don't mean lean into the character. You mean lean into people not liking you. Exactly. Yeah. like I, I just mean, wanted to clarify. That's
1: what I mean is you like lean into the audience not liking you. I don't think everybody could do
0: that. And he does. And he does really well. I think the way that New Japan handles it not working is also part of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how... I don't know how far ahead they were thinking. Because, so what happens with Naito in this face gimmick is he beats um, Tanahashi and he's like, I'm the star of New Japan. And then his career kind of, he loses a lot of steam, right? And people are like not into him. So it gets to the point where it's before Wrestle Kingdom 8 and the hottest feud of the year is Tanahashi and Okada. And nobody really cares about Naito. Everybody just wants Tanahashi and Okada to fight. yeah And... Uh, Naito comes out to challenge Okada for the belt instead. So everybody's like, oh, no, we're not going to get to see Tanahashi and Okada. It's going to be Naito and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 8. And the crowd is, like, silent. Which is really scary. It's so <laughs> hard to watch. It's so <laughs> awkward. And he bombs so badly that New Japan has a pull to determine what the main event is going to be. They basically just are like, well, scratch that. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas it's so different in WWE with Roman Reigns. It's, they would never do that. It's like, no, 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 you will like him. Just give it time because he's not going away. So, they, they that do is this, a
1: company man
0: yeah <laughs> so they do this poll and naito obviously naito and okada lose the poll tanahashi and nakamura win mm-hmm. and he's disgraced you know like he's a showbuckle in the documentary says he's a joke you know yeah he's nobody gives a shit about him by the way this showbuckle documentary is really really good it's too. great he's done i think it's a he he's done um multiple documentaries. He did one on The Golden Lovers. Well, it's really has, good. He's done a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, it's an example of, unlike other documentaries we've talked about on the show, a good fair yeah factual one yeah <laughs> so shout out to showbuckle yeah. thank you for helping us out with this a
0: very informative source yes um, wonderful source big fan so yeah after he's sort of disgraced he goes to cmll which we talked about in our haromu episode yeah it's um, sort of like how divorced
1: dads get into hiking yes exactly <laughs> he go, he
0: goes on like a walkabout yes you
1: know? he built Bryson's
0: yeah <laughs> So he goes to CMLL, and he meets our friend La Sombra, Andrade Almas. Andrad. I think they actually meet, they were they were tag partners, and then he goes to CMLL. But anyway, um, that's the start of Los Ingobernables. Yes. So
1: I like that Andrade is the only person that we're going to talk about in this episode who has good hair.
0: That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of bad hair. I I object to that, though, because we are going to be talking about uh, Tanahashi versus naito and i think tanahashi has wonderful hair
1: i think tanahashi's hair is so bad it does a full 360 absolutely not
0: it's good it does a full, it goes all the way back Listeners, around again i do not stand behind this opinion. we will have a vote on this <laughs> tanahashi's hair is beautiful i'm sorry tanahashi it's so good is
1: beautiful and he has that
0: hair it's great quiet it's great <laughs> never quiet never <laughs> uh, I
1: don't know I <laughs> I do like that Tanahashi when he puts his hair up he looks like a soccer mom in Cancun yeah absolutely <laughs> it's
0: so good it's I like, just,
1: like down to the little braid he has like it's definitely like he got one he didn't want to get like the full braid yeah he
0: got like some cornrows but he didn't want to go full uh full appropriation he read like
1: it. half a tumblr article and yeah. he
0: understood <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> but yeah so he goes to CMLL and then he's st- Kind of does this slow heel turn, which you very aptly described as sort of just leaning into people not liking him. Yeah. Just like, fuck you, fuck your company, fuck your titles, yeah. uh, fuck all the refs, I'm going to punch all the refs and throw <laughs> all the young lions out of the ring when he finally gets back. <laughs> New Japan and he says he's like I'm not I'm not here for New Japan I'm here for Los Ingobernables like that's who I support
1: yeah I am not
0: again not a company man
1: the ones who had me are the ones I'm going to have exactly and I do like that that Like I said earlier, that makes so much more sense now that he would be the one to take Hiromu under his belt. Yeah. Of course he would take in the worst witch. Yeah. Of course he would try and help out the one who's the fuck up the most. The misfits. I'm going to see... I'm going to... And literally the misfits on Hiromu's jacket. (laughs) I'm going to... Like, I see the potential. We're going to work it out of you.
0: Yeah. And I... Again, I mentioned this in the Hiromu episode, but their relationships to the title belts is very funny to me where they both are... Like they both have an irreverent relationship to it. With Naito, it's that he's destroying the belt all the time. And with Hiromu, it's that he is in a romantic relationship with it. I love that both... he put the Band-Aid on the trophy. <laughs> yeah. He's... Did he break it?
1: Like, what did he Naito do? Naito broke it.
0: <laughs> Naito broke it. He the best of the Super Juniors trophy. After Hiromu won against Ishimori, Naito came out to like celebrate because they're, you know, in the same faction and everything, and he just broke it and then he left. (laughs) He was like, all right, you deal with this, Hiromu.
1: (laughs) Like, Hiromu fixes it in like the most extremely Hiromu way possible. He just
0: puts like limp (laughs) band-aids hanging off of it. It's so good.
1: You can like see that they've gotten
0: fuzzy. (laughs) He's the best. I love him. Well, it's like um, all the people who feel that they aren't getting their due. You know, it's like the This uh, is for all the loners. The Exactly. Geeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that. And I think that like the reason that his gimmick of not giving a fuck got over so well is because he was wronged. Like he he didn't do anything. He was he was a good wrestler before he went to CMLL. Yeah. He just was not Tanahashi and like nobody's Tanahashi that's such an unfair Tanahashi's, comparison uh,
1: it's yeah it's unfair to compare that beauty like right. you remember me losing my mind at 4 p.m. when I saw him for the first time yeah. ever and I didn't know anything about him
0: well he's he's amazing <laughs> and styling somebody else as a Tanahashi you're never going to win with that. No. Because he's... Like, they call him, like, the once-in-a-century talent, and it's, like, it's true. Naito is also amazing, but he's Naito. He's a different guy. He's yeah, not Tanahashi. Just different types of talent. Right. Um, and his talent is that he's this cool tranquilo, as he always says, tranquilo, which, you know, means, like, not bothered. Yeah. Not very, like, cool as a cucumber. Doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck about belt. Is just here to let you know that he's better than you, but that it's you know what it is? It's the Mad Men scene when the guy's telling Don Draper what he thinks about him and he goes, I don't think about you at all. Yes. That's nighttime.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, that is a great scene.
0: I don't it's know. So if, good. I don't know if I should like tr- fully rewatch Mad Men, but I remember really loving it at the time. Here's my madmen hot take. I don't think it's gonna age well. I think in ten years people will be very embarrassed that they liked Mad Men as much as they did. Ooh, I have
1: a similar hot take on that, on another beloved AMC property. Oh yeah, Breaking, Breaking Bad. You think Breaking Bad? I think in a, I think in a, about ten years time, people are going to be like, Ugh.
0: like it's it's
1: definitely got some great parts to it, but like I cringe now when I see like Breaking Bad related merchandise and stuff.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, oh another fun fact about um. The Naito transformation when he comes back from CMLL, um, you know that eye thing that he does. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Is that like an "I'm watching you"? No, apparently what it's based on is when he went to Mexico and people would do that racist like Asian eye thing to him, and he would do round eye back at them, like, "No, your eyes are weird, motherfucker." The thing
1: is, is that I saw him doing that, and I was like, I, I was like. Is it the worst thing you can think of? Oh, shit, it is.
0: That's what I heard anyway. I don't know if that's true, uh, but I like that as a thing.
1: I ca- Yeah, I genuinely like that sort of like, <laughs> guess what? I can do that too. Yeah, and you I think know. it is
0: like a I'm watching you too, you know? it's Yeah. A, I got my eye on you kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's how I, it, it works for both. It works as like, like spitting in that, the face of that sort of
0: bullshit. Yeah, I think it shows, again, like I said, one of the interesting things about this little documentary is that it shows... How do you deal with a mistake in characterization and in in booking? And when he comes back to New Japan... He doesn't do like a big dramatic heel turn. But what he does is they put him in a tag match with like a beloved underdog guy, mm-hmm. Hanma. And then Hanma gets his ass kicked and Naito just doesn't tag in. That's which so is, like, good. It's so smart, right? Yeah. It's such a subtle like, oh, this guy's different. Like yeah. something happened. I just yeah, think he, that's no brilliant. Longer,
1: he's missing that hunger. The, the thing that I was thinking of in watching this is that a lot of his return reminded me of the Yes movement. How so? I mean, well, one parallel timing around the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Those were fairly similar eras, but it's him saying, you don't like, you guys don't accept me. Fuck you. You should accept me.
0: So I think that's interesting because I feel like with Daniel Bryan, it was, you don't accept me, you meaning the company. Yeah. And with Naito, it's, you don't accept me, you meaning the audience. Yeah. And so it's, it's, Daniel Bryan is like pro fan. He's like populist. And Naito is like. I'm not here for these people. Yeah. This is me.
1: But I did, there is a little bit, I think like I said, I said that to you before and I'm like, I see a little parallels here and you were like, I see Roman Reigns and I was like, oh fuck, that's a great analysis.
0: I mean, I think it's Roman Reigns when he's a face. It's definitely not Roman Reigns when he comes back. Mm. Um, But I think, I'm glad we watched um, the first match that we watched was uh, Tanahashi versus Naito from Dominion 2017. And this is a great match in general, but it's also such a good demonstration of Naito's character when he comes back from Mexico. Oh yeah. Because he comes out with the belt and it's all fucked up. Yeah. And then that's why Tanahashi goes after him is because like you've disrespected the belt, which Mm -hmm. is like such a good face move. Like Tanahashi getting mad and acting like a heel almost puts both of them over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: And we've talked about different matches before. We've talked about precision matches. We've talked about, like, crazy person Hiromu matches. We've talked about flippy matches. This is a combo of, like, people who are usually very precise losing their minds. Because like it says the documentary really helped in guiding me in terms of like he doesn't give a shit until he sees Tanahashi and he's been saving all of this anger and rage for him. Mm -hmm. Which I really enjoy. Just sort of like this narrative of like, how do I get rid of how do I expel this energy?
0: Yeah. And I also think given that it's interesting that he loses the match, the Tanahashi match that we watched. Yeah,
1: I think what matters to, like, to me and this is again, it's easier for me to filter this through this angle, and it could be wrong, but I, it's kind of like he doesn't care that he lost; he cares that he, Tanahashi finally gave him the same attention that he was that mm. he received.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: I just like that seems to be what he cares about in terms of these earlier of this earlier stuff.
0: Well, this isn't early. This is from a year ago. Yeah. So this is later in his. Yeah. Uh, I mean sort earlier
1: in like the J. chronological order of the matches we've watched. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, my reading of it is that he loses because he does lose his cool. Like mm. that he, cause he's tranquilo. He's like, Mr. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, there's a lot of ways to not give a fuck as a heel in wrestling. Yeah. There's like I don't give a fuck I'm crazy, which we'll talk about uh with there's I don't give a fuck I'm crazy. Then there's like I don't give a fuck I'm rude, which yeah. is Jericho, which we'll Jericho. talk about. But Naito is like I don't give a fuck I'm going to lay down in the middle of the ring. I <laughs> like, love the laying down. It's so
1: funny. It's, it's so, so funny. It's Legitimately cool. It's and, so cool. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'm here. How are you? It's like it's like a power move of inviting a somebody over that you're into and being like, oh yeah, I didn't put on makeup. You know who? It, you know who? It weirdly, I'm not
0: wearing a bra. <laughs> you know who it weirdly kind of reminds me of? Orange Cassidy. Yes. <laughs> We're like Orange Cassidy's just like sleeping basically when he gets into the ring. Naito kind of does the same thing. I can't think of. I'm sure there have been some in history, but I, I can't think of anybody else whose gimmick is that they, like, don't care about wrestling. Like, I think that's so funny. And <laughs> a lot of people have joked that Naito is, like, the first millennial wrestler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Down to the actual age of millennials, because we're all <laughs> almost 40. <laughs> I know he's older than that, right?
0: I know. He's, he's in his mid-30s. Oh, okay. He's a... Uh, You know who he's the same age as? They're they're in like a little club. Is uh, Ishimori, which is like crazy that Ishimori's that old. Because what is his skincare routine? He looks so young. Oh my, what acids! Right, tell me how you exfoliate. (laughs) i think naito looks older too though
1: naito does look older and i think i also assumed he was older because he took hiromu under his wing Mm -hmm. sort of thing but now that now that i know that it's less of a father-son thing and more of like an uncle nephew
0: yeah i think older brother little brother is how i read it but i i think there's shades of all of that
1: shirts of all that definitely i mean
0: hiromu's like 20 728 So yeah. he's he's a good deal older than than hiromu but
1: hiromu acts like he's 23 so it's <laughs> like i still code them a little further apart mm-hmm. uh but so the tanahashi he loses to tanahashi but i think i'm gonna say i think we both kind of have weirdly correct reads in their own right because he did finally get to fight
0: tanahashi but he lost be- like that's that's i like that read Yeah, he's, I mean, he's fought Tanahashi many times before this match. Yeah,
1: but Tanahashi finally met him with the same rage. And I think that is an important thing to him.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just think that's, like, such a smart decision. And the fact that the crowd starts booing Tanahashi for that, like, I think is kind of cool. Yeah. It's also interesting that this happens, I believe, in Osaka, which is where Naito initially sort of bombed was in Osaka where yeah. like that initial challenge and apparently there's a thing in Japan that I can't really get a read on as a foreign viewer. Certain performers are more um, beloved in certain regions of the country. So like they will book a show where it's like, okay, well, and I'm making this up. I don't know if this is true because I can't remember who's big where, but it's like, okay, well, Okada's big in uh Budokan Hall. So, like, Hill headlined headline Budokan Hall. But, like, somebody else is big in, like, this city. So, he'll headline this city.
1: I mean, it's kind of, you know, Mets playing at City Field exactly. versus Mets playing at Yankee Stadium.
0: I just think that's interesting because I don't really see that in WWE. Like, yeah. this idea that certain crowds are markedly more into certain wrestlers i mean
1: certain i they kind of try to sell, like sell you that on like in like season one of total divas where natty's like talking about how she was really excited to do a homecoming show in yeah. canada
0: but yeah, that's when a it's a little different if it's like they're from a foreign country and they're in the foreign country yeah there's that but it's not like oh kevin owens does great in chicago and randy orton does great in boston you yeah. know what i mean Randy Orton would be from Boston. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just made it up. I feel like Boston would probably like Randy Orton. <laughs> so uh, that's the Tanahashi match. Um, it's a lot of fun. He makes... He basically... I think you're right. He basically trolls Tanahashi. Yeah. Is what happens. Yeah,
1: but I mean, as it is with everything, sometimes when you troll, you cell phone. (laughs) So that's essentially we're both right.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's a good way to put it. Sometimes when you troll, you cell phone. Oh, definitely. The next match we watched was uh, a few months after... Uh, Tanahashi versus Naito it was at it was the first night I believe of the 2017 G1 so we've talked a little bit about what the G1 is before but uh, I just
1: don't 100% know is it like the Indy 500 of <laughs> New Japan
0: am I just it's, going with numbers I don't know what the Indy 500 is so I can't say yes or no it's, I mean I know it's a car
1: thing it's but it's I don't a, know it it's is. like the Super Bowl of car racing
0: yeah so the G1 it's basically right? like we've been talking a lot about best of the super juniors right yeah The G1 is basically like that style tournament, but for all the heavyweights. Okay. So it's basically like a month where all of the heavyweights in New Japan wrestle each other in like a round-robin tournament. They have like two brackets, and then the winner of each bracket fights, and then whoever wins usually... Main events, Wrestle Kingdom, challenging for the title. That's usually what happens.
1: I really like that as a sort of, like, satisfaction. Like, I feel like New Japan gets it so much more of, like, you have these dream matchups and, like, the G1, they can make it so that every single person's dream matchup happens.
0: Right. You get every combination. I mean, you don't get every combination because they're in two blocks, but you get... As many as you can. Exactly. And and that's like the fun of something like Best of the Super Juniors too is they arrange the blocks so it's like, okay, these people with these rivalries will be in the same block, so you definitely get a match with them. You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. So uh It's very exciting. We are going to spend a lot of time watching it this year and uh, (laughs) fucking up our sleep schedules, probably. Is it going to be that bad? (laughs) Probably. I
1: lost, like, the entire Dominion weekend. It's, like, (laughs) a
0: miracle. I'm
1: still... Like, I was still fixing my sleep schedule just because, like... We set it up. I didn't go to bed. I stayed up till three. I passed out right when the Bucks came on. And I woke up at 6.47 in the morning to the first of the three of the Okada Omega match. And was just kind of like, I'm going to have a fucked up day now. (laughs) (laughs) And you and I fell asleep
0: in shifts, I think. Yeah, we did. I fell asleep during Hiromu Osprey. But, um... Yeah, no, Dominion fucked me up, and uh, we're going to get more fucked up <laughs> for the G1. <laughs> but this was like a really big deal. For context on this, it's a, it's Kotobushi versus Tetsuya Naito. Early in the G1, if not the first night, it's Kotobushi's first match back. And he had been away from New Japan for two and a half years at this point. Footnote. He played a masked character for, like, six months, but they didn't count it because it was like, oh, no, that was Tiger Mask W, not Kote Bushi. So it was, like, a thing of, like, oh, no, he's coming back. Like, this is his first thing back. He Chris Gaines? He kind of Chris Gaines, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a Tiger Mask, one of he the many Tiger would. Masks. it's Chris Gaines. <laughs> oh, I'm so
1: proud of him.
0: <laughs> uh. So this was, like, a really big deal. And... I think it's also a really big deal that Naito wins. Ooh, yeah, I really, I really liked the uh, entrance. Well, I love
1: a, I love Abushi's entrance every time. Yeah, he's just so much fun, and I love him. And his he's very so beautiful, and his beautiful simple brain. Um, Two bad hairs in this match. Such bad hair. <laughs> oh my goodness. But what I liked about it is that after learning about how Naito's original gimmick didn't work, this shows... Abushi is basically, what if Naito's gimmick worked? Yeah, I can see that. Of just kind of like, here I am, this like beautiful prince.
0: Yeah, uh, like this kind of slightly doofy baby face. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I just don't know if he's actually doofy to a New Japan
1: audience, or if we code him as doofy, because we're so obsessed with, like him out of the ring
0: somebody uh on twitter said that we treat him like a manic pixie cte boy
1: (laughs) very correct (laughs) down to like our probably slightly problematic (laughs) fetishizations of him being like kind of a big idiot (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. look the (laughs) the dumb jock is an archetype in our culture for a reason We We just have a better understanding. (laughs) Nah, probably not. Uh, But
1: I do like the thing that we learned, which is that he doesn't like to read manga because he doesn't like to
0: have to imagine the pictures talking. (laughs) That's he said that about all books. He said he doesn't like to read books because they make him imagine and he doesn't trust. He specifically
1: it. doesn't like to read manga except for Dragon Ball Z because he likes it too much. Because the fact that he has to think about them talking and he it's doesn't like, like that. It's not a moving picture. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. We
1: love you, Kota. <laughs> we love you so much.
0: But yeah, that's an interesting read. I hadn't really thought about of like this is this is your uh well, this gimmick worked? Yeah, looking looking through a, a magic mirror to an yeah. alternate reality of what so you could have been. Has to,
1: he has to fight the like the first iteration, and this is just fun because it's like we talk so much about like oh this gimmick just worked. This gimmick gimmick just works. And it's really what I think it has been fun to do now recently. It's just like, what, what happens when a gimmick doesn't work?
0: Right. What
1: happens when you have to change it? And this is just very cool. And like the process of change and how he wins in this change.
0: Right. And this is um, one of his first matches, but he goes on to win the entire G1. And the Showbuckle documentary stops um, right before... Wrestle Kingdom 12 which was the first thing he watched yeah we didn't watch the entire thing that day but Naito main evented with Okada that was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, because he won the G1 Oh, the thing I watched ages ago? Yeah, the first thing you watched. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, because you guys were like, eh, you won't get it. And you would have been right, because I remember you guys just talked about the pants a lot. Everybody on Twitter was like, oh, you're going (laughs) to like this. And then they just talked to me about Okada's pants. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was the debut of the Long Boys. What is this, huh? (laughs) That was the debut of the Long Boys? Yeah, that's why everyone was freaking out about his pants. I love an illuminated map.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting because remember this whole thing of of Naito like he wants his main event he he wants his fucking main event because yeah. it got taken away from him yeah uh, when they did the fan vote so it was like finally Naito has his main event he's main eventing Wrestle Kingdom <sighs> with Okada he I got to go back it. and watch that now the thing that is interesting though is everybody thought he was going to win and he didn't win well Okada it's against won. Okada. Right. Nobody wins against Okada, except Kenny Omega. Not anymore. <laughs> but everybody thought that's when the belt was going to change change hands. Oh. And honestly, like, I'm still a little salty. It didn't. I thought that would have been great. But I also think that, like, there's a valid point to what does Naito's gimmick look like if he's the top guy? Because the whole gimmick is based on, I don't fuck give a you. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you don't let me be the top guy. I hate you. So what do happens when, like, it just is, like, how does it evolve? Yeah, know? yeah. There how is a way for it to go. I mean, it, clearly him not giving a fuck is really fun. Yeah. But it's just, like, a trickier thing to sort of work out. Yeah,
1: it's much easier to work out that, like, the guy with heart who finally is dating Ibushi <laughs> is the one to win. Uh But yeah, it's they're just good. Again, It's the ending to it is fucking wild because I truly didn't know which way it was going to go. Yeah. And I think I rewatched the final two minutes of it at least four or five times because it's like, wait, how did that just happen?
0: Yeah. I thought that way about both these matches. I I think uh, both of these matches have really good false finishes, the Tana and the Ibushi. Yeah. Um, I really like the way Naito sells. I think... Um, he just has like very soulful eyes. Like he has he very does. expressive eyes. He has like old pug eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he has eyes like so a he dog can't breathe. He we looks like him. <laughs> he looks like fucking the dog at the end of the Jurassic Park Futurama episode. That's what he looks like. Can you that? <laughs>
1: Give me a warning when you're going to talk about <laughs> <sorry>. Jurassic Park. <laughs> he looks uh. like that dog. He looks like he that does. dog. Well, I think I think he specifically
0: looks like that dog because that dog also has a mullet. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get into this. So, it's funny because, like, Naito came back from Mexico, right? And he was Los Ingobernables and he started this faction in Japan. And they were a heel stable. Like, that was their thing. They didn't give a fuck. They were, like we said, sort of uh, some some odd men out who kind of came together. Yeah. Now they're like a face faction. like Because well, they have Hiromu, right? Y- yeah. Everybody loves all of them. Like they're super over. They Like there's a stuffed lion that's like a Naito lion. And I think it's because of his hair. <laughs> I think that's why they made it. And it's like a lion wearing a Los Gobernables hat. And it's like you see them in the crowd all the time when they pay into the crowd. Aww. And it's like clearly this is a face stable because there are two stuffed animals based on it bushi has sheet masks and like nail polish like this is a face stable
1: i was looking for to see if i could buy the hello kitty new japan shirt because i want it real bad (laughs) and they don't sell it anymore apparently because i was late to the game but i do like that one of one wrestler i forget who has breathing strips Ooh, I like that. I almost bought some for Nate. <laughs> I, I need to look up who it is. <laughs> it's really... It's kind of like incredible branding.
0: Uh, that rules. Yeah. I love weird merch. I think it's the funniest. Breathing Strips is like incredible merch. <laughs> that reminds like me... It's, I think it's like when
1: Barbie had her own line of like Polaroid film.
0: <laughs> That's just great branding. I'm wondering if it's related. There was this like... I think it was from one of those Yano DVDs. So you know Yano, the guy who hits everybody in the dick. The Frog. He's kind of a frog, I he's guess. He's kind of a frog. Man. He does that face that's like, yeah, he's frog. He's frog. Everyone I mean. listening knows what face I just made. <laughs> um so Yano like he always comes out with a DVD, like he has he sells these DVDs that are just like him fucking around with the dudes in chaos. And they did one one time where it was they would they all like went out drinking mm-hmm. and then uh in the middle of the night uh, they got a ref and uh, Yano would like pin- I think it was no it was Jushin Thunder Liger that's who it was Jushin Thunder Liger would pin the sleeping person and then a ref would count and they would see if the sleeping person would wake up and kick out of the pin <laughs> And it was so funny, like what little turd. <laughs> so funny, I love them. And uh, I can't remember who did what, but like one dude, like reflexively kicked out at one, like in his Ooh, sleep, which I was like, that that rules. rules. Might have been Nakamura. Anyway, uh, it's the best. I will post the YouTube for it because it's wonderful. Uh, I can't wait to see that. <laughs>
1: I just, what I don't get is why, because we know how often wrestlers travel, why don't they have their own brand, their own, like, brands of, like, neck pillows?
0: Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be really good.
1: Neck pillows. Because like, their
0: necks are always sore and they travel a lot. Or are
1: like lower back supporters too for like <laughs> lumbar when you're on like a shitty bus. Um,
0: <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so Naito has his main event. Um, he doesn't win, but he has his main event. And then the night after his main event, he is attacked by Chris Jericho at New Year Dash. And sets in motion... Uh, The events that lead up to the last match we watched for this, which was from, as of this recording a few days ago, uh, uh, Dominion, Chris Jericho, uh, dressed as a, um, I would say, horror mime, I think, probably, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Bad attitude clown. Yeah. Um, cranky clown
1: goth. Cranky, cranky clown goth who bought all of it at Kohl's.
0: Yeah. Um, Jericho versus Naito. And I feel like this again solidifies that Naito is no longer a heel. Because clearly Jericho is the heel in this match.
1: Well, I, you could make the argument that Jericho is not mad at him because he's a face. Jericho wants to be the biggest heel. So yeah. he has another heel to knock out of the way.
0: The way that uh, commentary set it up was that this started because Jericho uh, at Wrestle Kingdom was like, "This is a double main event. It's Jericho Omega and Naito Okada. It's a double main event. I like Okada Naito. You're not the main event. So it's basically Pet- like <laughs> Jericho, right? So basically, the the feud comes from him being like, "Naito, you think you're you think you're the shit? You're not the shit. I'm the shit." Uh, alpha, motherfucker!
1: I love that he's just like consistently screaming like alpha throughout
0: <laughs> the entire match. I love this match. I it's so fun. Love. I liked it better than uh, Omega Jericho. I think. I well, it's just
1: it's it's got more brevity to it. Like crit. Chris Jericho is so fucking funny. He's so funny. Yeah, he's he's so best. funny. What's really notable about every time I watch him in New Japan is like he is having the time of his life. Yeah. Like, and you've said this repeatedly, and it's true.
0: He's so happy he can curse. Yeah, he's pumped. He's, he's taking every opportunity to. <laughs> well, that, I had you. I had Fuck Rachel. You watch, think I am. I had Rachel watch the promo where he just starts yelling at a turtle. <laughs> I think he calls Naito a fuck face at the end. Yeah, he calls it's him a fuck so face. Funny. But
1: instead of a uh, like asterix, it's like two big X's so it looks like fuck face. <laughs> which is really funny to me. Uh it like he just comes in doesn't even give Naito his like cool entrance. No, starts, yeah, he
0: jumps Naito right away. Starts
1: to rip off his suit jacket, which I would just like to say it would be quicker if you just let him take it off, man. <laughs>
0: Come on. <laughs> I So this, the other two matches we watched, Naito was in um, like a maroon suit. And in this one, he comes out in all white a with a cape. beautiful Bee Gees white. Yeah, with a cape and a mask, and it's such a good look. Oh, dude, I love the mask. I love the cape. I love capes. More you, capes. You just love capes.
1: I specifically <laughs> like this mask because of how minimal it is and yeah. how much it works. Like, it has a little bit of accoutrement on the top near his forehead, but, like, from the nose down having no features. Yeah, it's almost like an Iron Man mask. Yeah. it's. Um, It has a little bit of reminiscence of... Uh, Sleep no more masks. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like what if somebody looked at a sleep no more mask and they went in one direction, which is Marty (laughs) Skrull, and the other direction they go in is Nido. Mm -hmm. And I like it. But anyway, he ambushes him on the way to the ring.
0: Classic classic brawler move yeah <laughs> and yeah jericho just goes ape shit on him for a while and uh, again naito trying to remain tranquilo like, and I,
1: I thought the tranquilo worked so perfectly for this cuz it's him just being like i got to wait till this crazy man in drag eyeliner that's still thinly applied. (laughs) I gotta wait, I gotta wait him out and then I gotta get mad. Like, it's very interesting. Like, it's very early in when he's like thrown the table on him and Naito's in the table, like, like in a very uncomfortable looking position, just kind of like
0: holding still, waiting at, waiting it out. Yeah. I feel like if I could sum up Naito's sort of like vibe when he is on the defense is he's basically just like, I could do this all day. Yeah, I could do this all fucking day until later in the match when it's time to really, you know, sell your injuries and everything. Yeah. But at the beginning, when somebody's just getting his sh- getting their shit in on him, he's like, "All right, like I'm, you know, I'm gonna fucking Destino you into the fucking mat on the top of your head, and you're gonna die." But I feel I'll like wait.
1: That's a super interesting metaphor for like the arc of his career, right? Yeah. Because he. What I think is interesting about him is sort of, like, how you can kind of break through at any age. Like, he did not break through when he was younger. It's, you talk to people, You like, if you talk to people who are actors and are auditioning, there are actors who break in when they're 12. There are actors who are breaking when they're 20. And, but I think the really interesting story are the people who don't break in until they're 40 or 50, like Leslie Jones. Right. Or you want to say like an older character actor or something like J.K. Simmons wasn't like truly known to the public until he was in his 40s. Uh, I actually don't know how old J.K. Simmons is is now. Uh, I assume he's like somewhere in his 50s or 60s. Not sure. Doesn't really matter. Because it's just it's the lesson you learn. Like Naito is a great thing of like you just kind of have to wait until your time hits,
0: right? And Naito wouldn't be Naito without going through all of that professional failure exactly. earlier in his career. Like that—that exactly. that is all part of the story, and it makes him such a compelling character. Yeah, and if he had if he had just debuted as a heel initially. I, I don't think it would have worked nearly as well. I mean, he, maybe you he would have made it work, but it's not like you could have taken the post-CMLL Naito and put him in New Japan, removed of all that context, and had it immediately be read the same way. No, exactly. Um, and I do think another
1: thing that I forgot to say earlier is that it's sort of like you have to wait till you find the thing that works for you. And it's it's interesting now to have... This, the Hiromu stuff within that context, because before that, it was just kind of like this old pro took him under his wing, but he took in Hiromu and probably learned as much from Hiromu as Hiromu learned from him. Mm, maybe, yeah. It's Fox and the Hound.
0: <laughs> it's cute. Uh, I think it's interesting, though, too, when we talk about that is I think a lot of the thing that's going on with Naito now is this idea that he... When he loses, it's because he won't let go of this old face character. Yeah. Like, they talked about that in the Showbuckle documentary where he did um his Stardust press. And it's like, he did the Stardust press and it didn't connect and then he lost the match. And it's like, he has to abandon all of that Stardust genius persona. Yeah. And anytime it comes back, it bites him in the ass. Yeah, the sort of, oh, now you love me, huh? Well, that like, he still has remnants of that and they are his weakness and i think it is like sort of a thing where it's like the thing that is his weakness in his matches is when he does let himself care and isn't tranquilo yeah
1: when he yeah when pride when hubris
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's perfect. And because, like, he has not had a great record lately. And I think that's, like, sort you know, like, he lost the Jericho match. And I think it's sort Which of is a. Which so
1: wild that he lost the Jericho match.
0: <laughs> uh, the Jericho match. So good.
1: <laughs> the Jericho match itself like we've only gotten into the beginning of it which is it's it's basically he turns it into a bar brawl
0: yeah and it the the it's way it's like the omega jericho match had a similar feel to it
1: yeah but he brawls out even more like when he grabs the camera and flips it off like throws mics at people like he's really the what i the big takeaway i have from that in terms of jericho is it's clearly it comes me regardless of whether or it's true. The way it codes to me is this is a guy who had all these frustrations at people in WWE and now he can enact them.
0: Yeah. Now he's free to call people fuck faces and And like uh, say,
1: Oh, you got that on commentary, huh?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. He clearly has a lot of fun uh, being a heel and Naito's an interesting foil for him. I think it's maybe not necessarily the one you would, go for it right away because like he's playing such a pure heel. You'd you'd think you'd want to put him with a pure baby face, which Naito is not. But I think it works. I don't know. They have an energy that their energies complement each other, it seems yes. like again like with comedy like you want like a crazy guy and you want a straight man yeah and I think that if you have two people who are super super over the top which is maybe why I liked this more than uh, Omega Jericho because Omega and Jericho are both so over the top yeah whereas like Naito is like this chill dude who just kind of fuck with your head and like uh, yeah you know wait wait his time bide his time until he can capitalize you could easily see Jericho yelling
1: like college boy at him Sure. And it also works with the costuming because it it turns it... into It's so much... Because he's already kind of a brawling type, right? The costuming makes it seem even more so of like, oh, this motherfucker in a suit wants to come where yes, I am. fancy boy. Fancy boy, college boy. <laughs> I do think college boy is an all-time
0: insult, but... Uh, <laughs> but it's, like, <laughs> it's also just... God, I can't get over how funny Jericho oh, looks. Oh, God, it's so good. Every time I see him, I just i smile which is like (laughs) i guess it's a successful look because like when i see it i am so happy i just think it's the funniest thing
1: would we be like i mean we love saying like somebody needs to teach him about lip liner but like would we be happy if it were properly applied i don't think so it looks
0: so silly that like (laughs) i feel like if it were better it wouldn't be as funny
1: him Smiling dead on into the camera <laughs> with the weird eyeliner and like the blurry ass black yeah. lipstick. It's it's the funniest shit the I've ever seen. The commentary team
0: was working very hard, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, to be like, oh, it's a clockwork orange thing. And it's like, I guess, but like No, it's not. Is, <laughs> if it, that's what he was that going is for, he was not, not
1: the clockwork orange I'm makeup.
0: Viewing it as it's um the crow meets like early 2000s British dance indie, like The Killers. (laughs) It's like The Crow meets The Killers meets your drunk uncle. Like that's the vibe.
1: Oh, it's your drunk uncle, like when you were a scene kid, putting on your clothes and being like, I'm into the cool shit. Right.
0: (laughs) It's, I really enjoy it. Um, And again, like, it serves to make Naito look so cool. Yeah. Which we talk all the time about things that feel dated in wrestling, and Naito does not feel dated. Naito feels genuinely cool, as does, I think, all of L.I.J., even though they're all like goths. And like, being a goth isn't necessarily like the most.
1: I think we're in the middle of like a -a gothessence right now.
0: I hope so. I mean, I love a good goth, I love a good summer goth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, every time I see a summer goth pulling it off, I'm like, good for
0: you. Yeah. You are doing a difficult task here. Who do you think is the most summer goth of L.I.J.?
1: I think Sonata's a little too winter.
0: I think it's probably evil.
1: I don't know as much about evil, but I see it. Well, because he has the hair.
0: Yeah, he has, like, the colorful hair and, like, the he has a really cool singlet. Yeah. I just feel like... He's ready for the beach.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, (laughs) you're right. Evil is a good summer. And he's
0: like tan, but he's still a goth, which I appreciate. Which
1: of the LIJ goths do you think can drive? Because, you know, goths 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 can't drive is that
0: a goth stereotype it's
1: it's one of my favorite goth memes is that you never see a goth person driving <laughs> i guess that's true <laughs> think about when you see if you've ever seen a goth person driving a car yeah, but back to the jericho match i guess it's he when they finally actually when he's like yelling at red shoes like ring the bell like yeah it's so he bullies everyone around him he's having the greatest time and i love watching it i can't wait to watch more of it he's so so much fun yeah hopefully
0: he's gonna fight evil next because that's uh who came out at the end because he starts whipping naito with the belt which is kind of scary again i feel like speaking to the fact that like naito is the most compelling character when he's kind of getting his ass kicked like he's he's an interesting loser because his whole thing is when he wins he doesn't care so it's like his wins don't they're kind of anticlimactic because, yeah. like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So, but he does kind of give a fuck when he loses because yeah. he's hurt. So, yeah, he's getting whipped with the belt and then evil comes out and, yeah. like, and saves him. But
1: the belt whipping, I have to give them credit because, like, if you take that a little too far, that gets icky fast. Yeah, absolutely. And they did it just enough that it didn't feel super icky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of blood in this match kind of squicked me out because there's eye blood.
0: Yeah, Naito cuts his eye pretty early on, um,
1: and they, the commentary really again they do their job right because I like I was on edge about it. I think there's that's gonna be your some. Job.
0: <laughs> I think there's gonna be some really good fan art of uh, Naito in the white suit with the one bloody eye. That's that gonna be actually sick. Actually,
1: looks more Clockwork Orange. Right, than
0: Chris Jericho. <laughs> that's the thing is like he just looks so much cooler. It's like. I I can see almost like a similar sensibility, but it's like, but Naito has like taste. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> the man with the worst haircut has taste. It's true. Uh, I loved Chris, Jer- like Chris Jericho's ponytail is great because it reminds me. Of this bar that I used to go to in Albany, that I actually got into a fight outside of once, where the owner I saw him take his ponytail out and his hair just stayed the exact same shape. Yeah, Jericho's. And I just feel like Jericho's hair would do the same thing. It's like (laughs) the same grease level. It's so good. Do you think there's anything else that this is this we we could put a pin in it for now with Naito?
0: Yeah, I um I think we got across most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. I just think his trajectory is so interesting, and the way that the company dealt with it is so unusual um, compared to what I'm used to from WWE. Uh, And I think it it there were a lot of mistakes made by him and by whoever was sort of helping him out in the beginning. Yeah. But they have been so savvy ever since. Yeah, they
1: learned th- their lessons. Yeah,
0: and and I think that that, like again, comes from just a lot of time in this business. Yeah. And like we said, uh, th- this is sort of... He's reaching his prime as a character a little later than a lot of people do, but he's there, and this character clearly resonates with a lot of people. This idea of like... Being resentful of people who have held you down through no sort of fault of your own is, I think, in our sort of climate, uh, relatable. Very relatable. Yeah, uh, and uh, we talk a lot about like variants.
1: Uh, this is this is interesting because it's a different variance that we can talk about, which is success at any age. And I think it's very appropriate that we ended on a Jericho match. Yeah, he was yeah, Was in the yeah. later stages of his career. Totally,
0: and he's reinvented himself yet again he's kind of like the madonna of wrestling like he's had so many iterations of like these different looks and these different sort of angles of like i'm this guy now now and like, i want jericho to do madonna's sex book <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it before jericho probably the grossest person i would fuck
1: like I wasn't going to bring that up on mic, and I salute (laughs) your willingness
0: to say that on mic. I absolutely would, and I know that that's, like, very gross.
1: (laughs) Well, you said that to me early on, and I was like, that's not that bad, and you were like, no, it's gross, Rachel. And, like, now that I know more about wrestling and I know more about Jericho, I understand your willingness to (laughs) pork on a deeper level, and I also completely understand that it is disgusting. It's it's super gross. Uh, But you're my friend and I support you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) But yeah. um, We gotta do a Jericho episode soon, obviously. We have
1: to do multiple Jerichos. Yeah, he rules. We have to do a a series of Jericho.
0: But yeah, I think you're right. Like, having this be a later... Him fighting somebody who is later in their career and who has shown time and time again, I'm relevant. Like you think yes. I'm not relevant. Guess what? I'm back and I'm doing something different and I'm doing something exciting. Yeah. That's like very cool. And and uh, I think that those two guys probably have an affinity for one another. I mean, they work together so well, so well. They plan to match together. Yeah. You great. Know? there's
1: always that's it's a basis of intimacy that they can always work on. Uh, but I think that's it for now. Um, As usual, if you like the show, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, wrestlesplania at both wrestlesplania at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Five stars on iTunes always helps. And you can uh, pledge to our Patreon, which is now live.
0: Yeah. uh, We have a bonus episode that's dropping the same day as this episode. Yep.
1: And if you want to hear us talk about Velveteen Dream yeah yeah and we're excited to talk about we're gonna be talking
0: room. about the NXT show that just happened so yes. definitely check that out and uh, join our discord uh, keep the party rolling let's keep building a community that we're yeah. having building we're um, very excited
1: and we're, we're excited to give you guys more content and Absolutely. that is what truly what this is about in terms of making a Patreon so we can afford to make more content for Absolutely. you guys uh, but we love you and we will talk to you soon Bye. Bye.